Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it's Trent here, and it is great to have you company today for episode 303. Today, it's all about the Patreon questions as we digest and go through some of those, and there's some absolute crackers in here. So thank you very much for all our patrons for submitting those questions to us. Today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Frank. Hello, hello. And Scott. Hello there. No Ben? Nope. What's he doing? He was out photographing his toys by the river again and got washed away. (laughs) (laughs) Dear. Well, hopefully he finds his way to shore and is back with us. He can swim, right? How sure are we that Ben can swim? I've never seen him swim. I'm giving it a 60-40 that he can swim. Good luck, Ben. (laughs) We're thinking of you. If we hear the chopper, we'll uh, we'll know what that's all about. (laughs) Get to the chopper, Ben can't swim. The, for, for anyone who's mildly interested, the, we just make the... When someone's not here, we just make up a reason, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Just on the spot. It's yeah. just whatever comes to mind. But you were watching the Royal Wedding trend. It's <laughs> well, been established. Uh, we're just canon saying, now. The, uh, yes, yeah. I think Darren's um, reason for one of my absences was the Royal Wedding. Actually, it's quite funny. I think what traditionally happens is we, we record two episodes in the one hit, yeah. right? So... Quite often, that's why usually if someone can't make it, they're away for two episodes. So usually, like the first reason is the real reason, you know, such and yeah. such as a wedding, and then well, they they've got to make up a reason. The for second the next reason one, is the same uh, reason. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> stepped on a piece of Lego and he injured. <laughs> that's right. So that's generally the way it works. Although Ben was here for the last episode, yeah. so he just has an early shift. That's why he's really not here. Um. All right, we are going to get into some of these questions. We are going to start. With John Caulfield, who gave us the exclusive news last episode about mm. the Four Horsemen stepping away from the TMNT Ultimates line with Super 7, he has now asked, PowerCon has seven exclusives. So these are action figure exclusives from mostly independent toy creators that you can buy at the con. It's a great tactic for them to make their con stand out, apart from others. What do we think about this? That's sort of his first thing. So mm. chat about that tactic. And then what are your top three cons to get to this year? Money being no object. So so let's... So this, I know I follow the FOMO toys. Mm-hmm. FOMO toys. These are um, Emiliano Santalucia and, and Piers. They've got this toy line. Very much done in that Masters of the Universe styling. Mm-hmm. They have got to the point where they're doing, um, I think, five, five, six figures with like a builder figure type thing. Mm-hmm. And they're putting out three of those figures as PowerCon exclusives, different paint versions yep. that you can get there. So that's, that's I think, an example of this. An independent toy company launching their thing, going to the con to drum up interest, and they're putting out exclu- like true, these are real true exclusives mm. from, the, from the indies. And look, I think this is genius. This yeah. is very, very clever. 
PowerCon, I think, attracts the real hardcore, you know, Master of the Universe yeah. fans at its heart. But there's all these affiliations. So the, the Horsemen will put out new product because they're affiliated or they had been affiliated with Masters. So there's sort of all these tie-ins. Yeah. Um, and I think it just makes the experience that much richer for the hardcore fans because this is probably what, you know, San Diego Comic-Con exclusives were like 15 years ago mm-hmm. before they became almost like a just a commercial just a pre-order now but pre-order yeah. churn it out mm-hmm. he, you know like jump you know it's not really exclusive anymore yeah. right so i like it um i'm a big fan any other any other thoughts no i mean you pretty much hit the nail on the head like this is it, it takes you back to a, a simpler time when that's what exclusives were um i was going to say exactly the same thing san diego you you know yes you can stand in a line with 50,000 other people if you really so desire or people book on your phone for five minutes and yep yeah it might take you six weeks to ship or whatever the case is but you get set exclusives or if you're really patient they just turn up in a bin at Myers for like yeah. 10 bucks mm. depending on how you know wanted that exclusive is so I think yeah PowerCon's always been that bit of a sort of left of the middle con anyway in, in the way it stands out from, from others and this is uh, a perfect example of that. Yeah. And what I like is I went in on the PowerCon... Uh, sorry, I went on the FOMO Toys Legends of Dragonora mm. line. I think I got two of each with the pre-order. They're now getting test shots back from the production house and they're looking absolutely beautiful. But when they released these three paint variations, I didn't need them. You know, they were... they, mm. In my opinion, were the, the lesser of the version if you're only going to have one... It was the sure. the other color scheme that isn't the core color scheme, and so I'm. I think that's a really important part of this analysis. Is that if that was the premier figure that FOMO Toys is only releasing there, and I couldn't get it any other way, I'm just mm-hmm. paying secondary market prices now. Yep. But it's something I don't need to complete that line. It's a really nice touch for being there, and and getting something that is going to be probably quite valuable in a low run mm-hmm. niche line. So, but that that's. That is key to me being a happy camper. <laughs> I think both of you hit the nail perfectly on the head. I would only add that for people like us in Australia or Europe who don't get the luxury of attending said con, there needs to be uh, an international page where a limited number of these products are available that we can order them from the said con. Hmm. I'd like to never have their international Page to order stuff. But does that detract from the yeah. experience of the con exclusivity? True, true. But in, in, in that regards, we are never, ever going to get yeah. the option to own any of that stuff without paying ridiculous prices on the secondary market. So, so you, as the, as the big Masters fan and, and as a collector, and you know, you, you love this stuff, what would you, and you know, you can't make it to PowerCon this year, would you be okay knowing the fact that there is zero chance of you getting those exclusives? Or if there yeah. was a website where you could go, Beep, boop, boop. Look, it... did that just die? Did something die? Oh, that's just my laptop. Has your laptop no. gone to um, <laughs> <laughs> I Look, as a completist, I think it's very, you have to be very careful about what they select in terms of that offering. Yeah. Because I think, you know, like Grizzlaw was done as this Mattel Creations yes. exclusive. Now, yeah. he's a core original character. It's yep. a very odd choice not to release him at retail. So if he was made, you know, a con exclusive. I'd be shouting at Mattel. Mm. You need the international market. For the FOMO toy stuff, it's an independent. Sure. I'm okay with that because they've 
picked something um, unique that I don't feel like I need. But yes, if if they if if it it's not something like that, and it's something I feel like I need. If it was Masters and it was even like a Keldor, because Masters I'm so invested in that that balances. You know what? What's obscure and niche? Well, that's probably mainstream to me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I would, yeah. I think for for certain product, I would want the online store, yeah. as Scotty said. Mm. For for the independent stuff, I think I can do can without leave. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It yeah. doesn't have that nostalgia pull. Yeah. Um. Second part of that cons. Where do you want to go? If you could go anywhere, and I can start this off because I know I'd want to go. I want to go to PowerCon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, when um, you've already been, stop it. You've no, no I haven't. Very... I've been to San Diego. I thought you went to PowerCon. No, I never got to PowerCon because I remember you saying you got to chat to like the guy who designed one of the classics. That figures. was at San Diego. Oh, so what? Okay. What happened right, right. when I was there? Val put on a party at Hennessy's, uh, and that's where I met all the masters fans. Right. But it was a, just a subset. I mean, in fact. It pr- it predates PowerCon, uh-huh. and in okay. a sense, it probably was a mini version of uh, PowerCon. Yeah. You know, it was well, in a pub. This is pretty cool. Let's make it official. Right, like. <laughs> right. So, no, I'd love to go to PowerCon. I would actually. The question here says money being no object. Mm. Now, if that was the case, I'm going to San Diego because I can buy all my, that imaginary well, money. That I can buy my <laughs> way into all those halls, right? <laughs> yeah. Just flashing some green around, but. Um, <laughs> The other one, actually, I'd love to go to is Grayscale Con, which is a German con, mm-hmm. and again, uh, a Master of the Universe centric con. But they have a lot of really amazing cosplay there as well. So yeah, I think uh, okay. good because I love Germany. I love the beers there. <laughs> so another good excuse to get down there. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say. I mean, I've been to San Diego, but it was just you never see everything in one trip, so you got to go again and again. There's if I'm super rich and can buy all the things, I'm getting all those autographs with all the A-listers and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I want to go to Dragon Con. Like the the giant size team up guys, you nice. know, feel the friends are botched and all these sorts. You know, Chris Wisdom and the likes. Uh, they go for, it's a, it just sounds like a massive party with people like us who like the same things that we do. And even, you know, the cosplay is, is a big part of Dragon Con as well. Um yeah, I just remember I've heard so many stories from those guys that I just I would love to love to do that. Um, what was what was two near third one? Um, I want to go to Legion Con. Yeah, yeah. Well, John call. Caulfield sold that, that to me great, really actually. well. Yeah. Um, and again, if I'm super rich, I'm buying all those damn legions and all like the little you know as John himself did. It's stuff that he's just painted up, put in a glass cabinet, and you go, that's cool. I'll buy that. Thank you very much. Knowing full well that's you know, one of maybe however many John's painted that exist in the world. That's yep. and you now own that. Like I think that's something really, really special. Very good. Is there a fantastic four cons, Scott? <laughs> I can only hold my breath. <laughs> that might be a fatal flaw if I did so. <laughs> uh, look, look, San Diego Comic Con definitely on the on the radar. Uh, PowerCon would also be wonderful mm. to attend, but. For Joe and I, we actually have plans to go to New York Comic Con. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Because uh, yeah, yeah. that's, that's the other really, really big one that is held over mm-hmm. in the States now, each year. Is that, that's an actual, uh, you can attend that one. Yes, yes. Yeah, oh, yes. New York yep. Comic Con. Yep. I'm, I'm yep. getting confused with New York Toy it's, Fair. It's not uh, sort of on, on par with San Diego, but it is still an enormous event. Yeah. It, is, it is second only to San Diego right. Comic Con yes. okay. in, yeah, in yeah. scope. 
And the the attraction for us to go there is a it's New York, the greatest city in the world, but it also occurs at a time of year when the sporting mecca occurs, <laughs> where all four sports in the states yeah. hockey, right. basketball, baseball, and gridiron are on. Are all on at the same time, believe it or okay. not. So are you actually going to the con then if you've got to attend all these games at the same time? We we set up tent in, in New York for <laughs> for weeks at a time when we <laughs> yeah. go there. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's not a, a, a one and done sort of three or four day visit. It's yeah. you're there for two, three weeks We we did two weeks in New York quite easily mm. and it was lovely. We would yep. walk Central Park every yeah. day. Like it's we never made it to the end. It's so big. Yep. Fantastic. Love New York. It's great. Good call. Wonderful. Emily Lind asks, if you had to choose something other than toys to collect, e.g. vinyls, coins, first edition books or whatever, what would you pick? Uh, funny story. I actually, as a kid, did collect coins. I had the, the okay. folders that had the little like you know little sleeves in them and sort of got into that long time. I mean, I had toys obviously at that stage, but I wasn't not with a collector mindset. Uh, I even did a bit of stamp collecting sort of for a period there. I've still got those books somewhere and it's really obvious when you find them because they're bloody heavy when you load them up yes. with all these these coins and stuff. Um, if I had to get into it now, oh, wow. I'd love to, I'd love to say vinyl. My my dad had a big vinyl collection as as a kid, and I remember my first experience with the that amazing John Williams Star Wars soundtrack was on vinyl because back then we had the, those massive stereos that had the the you know the record player on the top, and just in terms of sheer shelf space and the amount of music you can fit on one shelf because they're vinyl and they're all slim and and just you know and then it's that case of well. Do you categorize it alphabetically or you do it by era? Do you do like all that sort of real organizational thing that really ticks my boxes? So, yeah, I'm going vinyl. Vinyl. Nice. Scotty? Uh, I've got two answers here. Mm. The first being the Fantastic Four comics that I'm collecting and I've mentioned several times on the show. Uh, The second one harkens back to the John Caulfield answer that I gave that when I travel and because of my love of baseball, Mm -hmm. the tacky piece of... Merchandise or memorabilia that <laughs> yes. I purchase when I travel is a baseball detailing the location I've been to. Fantastic. Yeah, so cool. at home, I would have a collection of probably 50 different baseballs from different stadiums, cool. amusement parks, just wonderful places that you sort of you go to. You head out through the souvenir store, mm. and there's generally always a, a bin of baseballs just to pick up and you know five bucks and there's your souvenir oh, nice there you go baseball collection mm. fantastic um funnily enough the last couple of months the kids have really been into pokemon cards and i'm i'm addicted i'm addicted yeah. through living through them <laughs> the rush because there's awesome. I, I, I really knew nothing about it when we've had scotty the toy hunter come on yeah, and have yeah. a chat but the collectability of some cards, and I'm not sure if I've told this story, but I'll just go quickly. Christmas time, that's all, and we've had birthdays, that's all the boys were asking for, Pokemon cards, mm-hmm. Pokemon decks, sets. Anyway, Callum opens up this pack, just a, a regular pack, booster pack, and he's pulled a, a Giratina or Guillotina V or something, right? Look it up online, 
And oh yeah, there it is, selling for six hundred dollars. Oh. Right. Oh. So he's just pulled a, a six hundred dollar card. Jesus. I wonder what what it, what it is when you get it graded. It's like sixteen hundred dollars as for a graded wow. card. So we go into the local sports, the local Pokemon card store. Yeah, yeah. And we said, do you do grading? Because I'd heard a rumor they do grading, mm. and he said, yeah, yeah. We we basically. Every month, we collate all the cards people want graded. We send them off to America. Right, okay. Gets done by the big, you know, grading company, whatever mm-hmm. that is, and sent back. And I said, oh, how much is it? You know, 55 bucks. All right. Yep. Is it worth grading this card? He looked at it and he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, you want to get that graded. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, it went off. So, we sort of had this, you know, like a, like a gambler, I guess. You have a big win up front. Yep. And then, you know learn a bit more about the rarity and now like when they get a birthday present they get these cards we sit there and we open them and and Callum always knows he goes you know the fourth card along is going to be the rare card in this deck <laughs> so he counts off the top four and puts that one away for last and then looks at the other cards and then yeah, flips that one cool. and then we we've got this system where we sleeve <laughs> the card yeah and then we put it in a folder if it's rare and he's he every every day he's got his card collection <laughs> out just looking at it and the last funny story this is it's a classic i I took him into Zing in the city during the during the on the weekend just about, just passed, mm. and we went to Shin Tokyo. They've got a lot of Pokemon stuff and had a bit of a look there, and ended up getting them a Charizard box, which mm-hmm. had three really good promo cards that you get, and they were happy with that. Anyway, we went into Zing, and it was really early. It was it was super early, so there was no one in the store, and mm. we were just walking around having a look, and there was a guy behind the counter. A uh, little bit younger than me, so he would have been sort of ripe Pokemon age, probably in his early to mid-30s now. And the, my kids just were drawn to him, and they were just they just sat there firing questions at him. Yeah, had and, all the answers. And, and, and yeah, he had all the answers. And they said, and Callum said to him, hey, do you have any first edition Pokemons, right? Mm. Do you have any... Because he's fascinated by the, you know, the, the late 90s having a first edition. And, and to give you a bit of context... I think, like the set go the the complete set with Charizard first edition mint, is probably worth about a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, right, full set, right. Just just Ooh. if you've got one, absolutely mint. And I and I believe I might be quoting these numbers incorrectly, but take it take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. The Charizard card itself might be worth like say two hundred grand. Right? So it's a big big component of that. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. ask the question. The store guy responds, well, in fact, I did have three complete sets of Pokemon cards. When I was a kid, I went to Toy World and I would spend all my pocket money on these Pokemon cards. They had them on sale. I co- mm. collected a whole set. And then our house got flooded <gasps> and they all got ruined. Oh, no. And it was this moment of kind of horror. And, and the, the guy <laughs> was just, he was like, you know, that's just life. Super chill just, about He it. was super chill. He's like, you know, they're just things. I've got the memories. Yeah, sometimes I think about it and it's a little bit annoying. But hey, it's, oh, it's done. Wow. Um, and anyway, the other thing he mentioned, actually, Frank, <laughs> he goes, and I think he grew up in regional Victoria. This is where the floods were. Yep. He goes, oh, I've got a... We, Callum said, oh, my dad's got a toy collection, blah, blah, blah. And mm. Anyway. And he goes, oh, you know, my mate has the Australia's largest... Ninja Turtles collection. He's got everything. He's got he's got a whole room. He's yeah. got absolutely everything. Yeah. I didn't find out more. If I ever see him again, I'll try and connect who it was. I got the impression <laughs> it wasn't a local Adelaidean. But yeah, there you go. Apparently, there's a there's a 
Oh, there's a few. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are a few. There's, there's big, a few big that I know from just online who put my collect because they're yeah. a bit like Davey. They're just turtles. Yeah. And yeah. they put my collection to shame. Like, so I probably, if you had the name, I'd probably recognize probably, it. Yeah, you're probably, probably right. <laughs> uh, all right. Next question we have from Nick Greenslade. Three favorite non-existing IP movies. E.g. original ideas, non-pop culture, no books or comics that came prior. This is a hard question because there's nah. so many things where I just sort of went, this, oh wait, that was from a book that I never read, but all I know is the non- movie. Like, So in other words, it's, it's something that just come out as a movie first. It, it's not taken from a book. It's not taken from, you know, uh, it's not a sequel. It's not part of a franchise. This is a hard question, Nick. Yeah. I don't really... Uh, a couple I've sort of come up with. Um, I'm a big Jim Carrey fan. I don't know if The Mask... What was it? No, circa 1993? It was a comic first, I was think. Was it? Yeah, it was a See, comic See, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how to answer this question. Very different, though, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure. I th- I believe- yeah, you're right. It was very different. Yeah. 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 I'm sure. I, like, I mean, tame. you know, the, the one that jumps to mind when I think different is Jurassic Park. Now, I read the book a yeah. yeah. long time before the movie came out yeah. and was shocked. Don't get me wrong. The movie's amazing, but shocked at how different it was. So, um, if I'm going sort of older than that, uh, Short Circuit, the movie. Good one. Yeah. I, I really, I can quote you parts of that movie verbatim. Yeah. Um, we need three. Far out. What's with well, three? Yeah. I think Scotty and I were discussing off air before, and I went, "Oh, Blade Runner? No, nah, Blade Runner's a book. It was a Damn book. it! Like Philip I, K. Dick. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, I struggle with this. One. I, I love the movie National Lampoon's Vacation. That yeah. that's a movie franchise, but yep. Christmas Vacation that probably first out one. of well, Christmas. I think Christmas came a bit later, mm. but basically, you know, the winter one where. I think it's got Elaine from Seinfeld in it and the, the ice comes, he's hanging up, you know, he's putting up the lights yeah, and falls yeah, down. Yeah. The ice comes out of his gutter and goes through the neighbor's window <laughs> and uh, takes yeah. out their stereo and they get home yeah. and they're like, what happened to our stereo? And why is the floor all wet? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just, just brilliant. Love that, love that film. So, ne- like, Never Ending Story? Was yeah. that a book? Book. Was ah, it a book? See? All right, I'll, I'll put this one down. Let's yeah. go with Star Wars A New Hope. Original yeah, content. Well, well that's right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. George Lucas. And I'd say, because I'd go say Indiana Jones, the first yeah. one. The first again, movie. again, it's probably yeah. a movie that it spawned Correct. a whole franchise, yeah. but at the time. But it was original content at the time. Um, well, along the uh, Dark Crystal, was that? Anything yeah. before? I reckon that's original. I reckon that that's feels original. like Jim Henson. Jim just Henson just created it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one. Yeah. I also chose Django Unchained. Oh, yes. Oh, great. Great, great, great film. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, of, of late, I, I struggle with movies like in the last couple of years yeah. that I mean, I'm sure there are some when you sort of think about it. But if it's not a movie, Severance, the TV show on mm-hmm. Apple Originals, that, yep. that yep. felt just like a very new kind of concept. And C, which is the Jason, oh, Jason Momoa, Momoa film yeah. or, or series, I guess, on Apple, where they're all blind mm-hmm. and, and, and having sight mm, as a superpower. A cool Again, just a, a co- yeah, like just something 
I would have never thought of. Yeah. Isn't like, for example, Knives Out? Is that a? An, I know it's yeah. a, it's a. I think that's an original. Show, but that feel yeah. that character Daniel Craig's character I, feels like original. But I believe it it's a book. That's right. Yeah. Like I feel like almost anything made in the last fifteen yeah. years, you'd struggle yeah. to find something because Hollywood is in this real mode of let's get something that has any sort of established fan base and you know turn it into a movie. That seems to be their their standard, you know, modus operandi. I watched a really odd Adam Driver film. Ah, what was it? Was he Kylo Ren? <laughs> <laughs> no, it had Don Cheadle as well in it. Um, oh, wow. Oh wow! I've it was seen on Netflix. Most of his films as well. Yeah, it was. It was again. It was so unique. Mm. Um, White noise. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. And there's a sequence at the end where, like, because a lot of it takes place in this supermarket, and there's this, just this sequence at the end where they're just doing this dance routine, and it's it's, it's fantastic. That, that scene alone is just amazing. But again, it was so unique, and then I find it's based on a book. So it's sort of like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's really it's a hard one. But anyway, I think I think we've talked to some of the. I, I did have a third okay, one for myself. Third, yep. uh, one of my very favourite films is a movie called Whiplash. Okay. Oh, is it the skating one? No. no. Uh, I know what you're thinking about. You're thinking about the Rollerblade film yeah. with um, Elliot Page yes. and um, oh, Drew yes. Barrymore. Yes. Oh, but no. it, oh, it's a music one, the Whiplash one. Yes, a with Miles Teller as, yes. the, as a student That's and right. J.K. Simmons yep. as, as the... Motivator. I'll leave it at yeah, that. Right. Yeah. Um, That's a weird film, but oof. honest to God, if you haven't seen it, it yep. is insanely well acted, tight, awesome story, mm. but it, it is a bit traumatic at the same time. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Alrighty. Next question here. Malcolm Hobbs says the toy that you are most hyped for in 2023. Well, I think we can rule out Super 7 Ultimate's TMNT Wave 10. <laughs> Um, well, short of the Leonardo, the Leonardo is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I, that Leonardo is a, a ten out of ten figure. But um, yeah, along those lines, the the their Super Seven's Turtle Van that is supposed to arrive a bit later this year. I am that just. I I think a bit like the Thunder Tank. We saw those photos where Chris Fresh is is holding. Oh my goodness! You know this massive thing, and I just go, "This is is going to be like that." But for turtles, like I'm I'm cannot wait to get my hands on that thing. Well, I'm I'm super keen for the first three waves of Super Seven's Ultimate Toho figures. Oh yes, oh yep. yeah, they, they should they be coming. Start coming. Have they got a, some sort of date? Like, do you know roughly when? Wave one, uh, two figures are due approximately mid-year. Okay. Wave two is due sort of August, and the 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 run they did of the Shogun Warriors Godzilla is mm. due about uh, November. Yep. Fingers crossed, it's going to be the best. I think it should Super be. Seven. Yeah, I think it should be fantastic. And is is Eternia due this year or is that 24? I reckon I it's hope four. Not. <laughs> well, at least next year. I need more time. I need to build an extension first. Yeah, exactly. Um, for me, FOMO Toys, Legends mm. of Dragonora. Uh, initially, this was my line to get. Then they had some rights issues yeah. where they had to dial back and I was a bit on the fence. Now I'm seeing the test shots coming through and they're of an exceptional quality. Yep. They've really nailed those sculpts and translated. Like I love Origins. I think Origins is doing great things. 
but I look sometimes at the sculpt and I feel like they've lost a bit of detail from the original figures. Mm-hmm. Just, yep, just, that's fair. It's just like a... It's been a bit too too smooth. A bit. Yeah, a bit too smooth, yeah. right? Like you've just lost some of that, that maybe hand-sculpted... Mm. Grittiness. Grittiness, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think FOMO toys have captured that look, which I love. So well done to Piers who sculpted that wave and Emiliano for bringing it to life. So that's what I, I can't wait for. Mm. All right, Joe Jobra. This is a cool question, this one. You are in a race across the city, but each and each one of you can have one ground-based vehicle from any movie, cartoon, franchise, whatever, but... If someone chooses a vehicle from the same franchise that is off that is now off the table for anyone else. So the example would be if you choose, say, Hot Rod from Transformers, no one else can pick okay. another Transformer. Gotcha. Um, so who wins the race? Asterix here. Time machines are off the table. So sorry to our Back to the Future fans. Um, yeah. What car are you what fictional car are you choosing? And then I guess we have to... Do you know what? Jay Harps, we need you to make a virtual uh, drag race <laughs> with the three vehicles we're about to choose. <laughs> okay, okay, I've got I've got my choice. All right. I'm, I'm going to uh, Die Hard 3. And the scene Ooh. where Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson have hijacked a taxi <laughs> and they've got 17 minutes to get... From downtown New York to uptown New York. You're getting a regular old yellow cab. (laughs) Nothing is faster on planet Earth than that (laughs) mode of transport. If you've been to New York or you live in New York, you know what I'm talking about. Emily Lind is in there right now. Nodding. Uh Uh Okay. Well, I was was originally going to say the Thunder Tank because it could, you know, just go through, but I don't know. It's always breaking down. Panther is always fixing that. So I don't think that's that's one. Uh, I, I then. Had some other thoughts about the Batmobile, mm-hmm. but like corners are going to be a problem for that. I mean, how so... many grappling hooks do you have? <laughs> Which version? Though? Well, the 89. Ah, 89 like, you know, where, where he goes around a corner and he has to shoot out those little. To, to take a hard left. To take yeah, a hard yeah, left. Yeah, so, yeah. like Batman's head, the car can't turn. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, cool. same, same thing. He's got a common problem. And then Correct. I've landed on yeah. where I'm going to lock it in. Mac 5 Speed Racer. Mm. It's a race car, yeah. but it also has gadgets. Oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to use those gadgets against you. You know, like the circular mm-hmm. saw that can come out or yep. the oil slick, oh. something like that. The, the jumping pegs that jumping come pegs. out. Jumping pegs. Oh. You, know, <laughs> yeah, you need choice. jumping pegs. Yeah. These are all the things when you're watching these as cartoons as kids. You're yeah. going, why do adults not build this stuff into <laughs> actual cars? I legitimately was like, where's my flamethrower? I have seen some, uh, you know, cashed up people uh, where they've actually got, you know, what's it's listed as a deterrent for anyone who yes. goes to steal your car and there's these vents out the side of the car. It's basically a flamethrower yes. that tortures anyone who comes near your vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure it's entirely legal, but no. pretty funny. Pretty funny, to, <laughs> not for anyone who goes to steal the car. Um Look, all those gadgets are really cool, but I do have to wonder how they're going to catch me on the flash cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it out there. But what, what makes the flash cycle go fast? Just because it's, it's being... It's, well, it's made by the flash, right? So it's But isn't he fast. just riding a regular motorbike? Is he though? Is he? I don't know. I feel like it's a speed force cycle. Are you going to be <sighs> piggybacking on yeah, flash? Yeah, why not? There's no rule. It hasn't stipulated <laughs> I have to be driving the vehicle. <laughs> 
and then when we get a bit slow, I say, Flash, just, you know, like, hold onto the handlebars, but put your feet off the yeah, side. Yeah, just, just do the Fred Flintstone. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Do you reckon the oil slick would slow you down? No. Would it? I just, it just burned straight through it. He'd set right. it on fire because yes. he's so fast. It's either that or the Fred Flintstone car, one of them. Well, you can't beat the you can't beat the flash. It's uh, well established. So I think Frank has that one. <laughs> okay. The second, did he have a second question? He did. Toy, a se- second part. You go for it. Toy Rapture. One toy line is being sent to heaven, and one to toy hell. What franchise are you sending up, and what's going down? Whatever you mention, nobody else can choose that one. I believe BC Talks' answer to this was Toy Island. Question mark? <laughs> Robocop. <laughs> is it? Wait, so this is this is a toy line. This the one. Toy, toy line. line. Yeah. Okay. So so okay. Toy hell is pretty much okay. It's it's, well, it's gone. Season, so what what does toy heaven do for said toy line? Well, maybe it puts it into the hall of fame. It's like <laughs> a. It just get, on the, that toy line then produces exactly what you want for infinity. Yeah. 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 I think it's, you're putting putting it up on a pedestal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oof. Um, what toy line am I confining to the depths of hell? You could choose wave 10 of Ultimate Six. <laughs> so you got to say goodbye to Leo. You can't, you can't say goodbye to Leo. <laughs> oh, that hurts. That That's that's going to stick, that one. Um, I don't know. What would I... I'm going to... Yeah, go for it. I, I know where certain toys belong and I think Master of the Universe beautiful line mm. I'm, I'm eternally going to love that I'm sending that one off to heaven and Rock Lords that's oh, that, that transforming wow. rocks yeah. I almost sent GoBots <laughs> GoBots survives because they got a bit of character and transformation mode but if your robot is just turning into a rock <laughs> see you later that's garbage really isn't it that's just the, 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 it's the laziest. laziest piece of toy yep. creation ever. Yep. The alt mode is just a piece of shit. <laughs> it's just, no, just might as well. a piece of shit and you transform it. Oh, God, it gets worse. <laughs> uh, what, what, what do we elevate? You got to get mm. your toy biz. Oh, look, okay. So yeah. he, here's a toy line I'm toying with the idea of collecting and okay. it's going to be uh, the Superpowers toy line. Ooh, nice. Okay. Iconic, colourful. The good man himself, Darren, loved it so very much. I'm inspired to start collecting it so I want to elevate wow. that yeah. to nice. the heavenly status. Yep. Deserved. I, I'm going to send, uh, if it isn't already in the Hall of Fame, Transformers G1. Like, you talk about dipping your toe back in. There's yep. those couple of little bots I got from... Uh, uh, Matt Booze, and that sort of got me searching for, you know, I I thought I had completed my Seekers collection, then I've had a look and gone, hang on, I need a Skywarp. I need to, so, you know, so I'm sort of hunting that at the moment. And it just just made me sort of fall in love with the toy line again and just go, ah, oh, I've forgotten how good some of this stuff is in hand. So G1's going up to heaven. Uh, that being the case, the uh, GoBots are going downstairs because uh, that's, it's got to be done. They can hang with the Rock Lords. You know, I'm going to throw, much like Funko themselves already <laughs> have started to, <laughs> yes. Pop Vinyls go to hell. See you later, Pop Vinyls. Uh, uh, away wow. they go. Great call. <laughs> All right, what else have we got here? Depart asks, what are your favourite toy lines of the last 10 years. That's easier. They're the same as the first 10 years <laughs> yeah. when I was 10 years what? old. 
It's Turtles, it's Transformers, it's Masters. Simple as that. Well, yeah, no, I'll stick with that. Yeah, 10 years. Where 2008 was or- was um Classics Masters. Mm. And that for me, that sort of defines kind of what I consider modern era toy collecting was was Classics. Mm, and so if we say years, the last yeah. 10 years, that was still going and then it became Filmation Line and, and a lot of that. So yeah, Masters is definitely a big one for me. Um, masterpiece as well was grown. huge yep. for me. Mm, yep. Yeah, yep. in that sort of last ten years, I, I built very quickly a, a, a very large collection of that and really enjoyed that. That was sort of my gateway to G one esque Transformers because I yep. I never got into G one. Like I got it, I've got bits of it, yeah, but I never really sat down and collected it. And I always feel that's a big missing part of my collection. So G one kind of fills that Transformers gap for me, and I think. The G1 toys, like you say, Frank, have a very special place and mm. there's so much nostalgia in that. But the the masterpiece do capture the essence of G1 yep. in an updated sort of, like a classic style. Yeah, the it character that it. you picture in your head, yeah. they can, they, they, this is that toy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for me, it would be, so the first toy line I started collecting after meeting you guys that really got me involved and that is the NECA Godzilla series of figures they did not an enormous run maybe 24 figures uh in total representing godzilla in all his various uh, movie iterations mm. but uh, i i got one and was just blown Oops. away by the quality of the sculpting for the price and ended up chasing down the entire range nice yeah yeah i think if i had to be a bit more specific yeah. i would say the necker turtles movie line yeah just because that i you know that's they've literally walked off the screen. Say what you will about some of NECA's QC issues and you know the availability of them in Australia, they are just amazingly lifelike and they're just you know having Judith Hogue and, yeah. and Danny Pennington literally sitting on the shelf there and and Super Shredder and Toka and Razor like figures of the year when they come out just yeah. about like uh, stunning stunning line. There's there's figures that came out. You know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, which I reckon when they came out, we're like, wow, this is the bee's knees of sculpting or mm-hmm. paint apps or likenesses. And you look back and you go, oh, gee, didn't age mate. well. Oh, that's not good. I don't think those will ever age. No. I, I think, you know, you almost can't make a better turtle. Hmm. Like, it's the perfect yeah. movie turtle. No one else is going to try and make movie Why turtles because what it's else done. could you do to it that it's NECA perfect. haven't already done? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think, as Scott mentioned, brought up NECA. I kind of went like that. Yeah, definitely is a massive tick. The tune line as well. Mm. If I'd sort of, that was really the holy grail for me is what I felt was a missing piece. Yep. Because the, as much as I love the Playmates and they'll always be my favorite, they weren't really tune accurate, mm. really in a sense. There are a couple that are, the couple in there that kind of look like the tune, but that really gave us our true tune collection. And I think they've rounded that out quite neatly. Mm. They've got a few gaps that they can still plug but they're yep. deep cuts so that was a big one yeah for me and that that baxter that man i've wanted that for a long time that cartoon you got that baxter. in the end though, i got both in, in the yeah. four pack yep got the four pack and got the fly version and man i like I, I probably to be honest if i could only choose one i'd go the fly version yeah yeah because he's just so cool looking <clears throat> but 
having a human Baxter man. Because I think also they were doing an accessory pack that in it had the human Baxter Stockman wearing the Shredder helmet, like yeah. an alternate head. So yep. you could swap that out when there's a an episode where he basically becomes the Shredder for an episode. Yep. So that'd be a cool little addition. Um, all right. Our friend Jay Harps asks... If you were to rank every iteration of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie and TV, who would your top three be? Scotty, take it away. <laughs> cool. Let's start with the most knowledgeable and highest ranking expert on turtles in the room. Uh, look, I can only give you three answers because there's only really three points in the property I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Let's go with the OG movie, 1990, at third. Uh, the Fred Wolf. Third? Yeah. Woo, okay. The... The, the, the Fred Wolf television cartoon sure. that ran for infinite a number of years. Mm. Um, and, and, and appreciating this isn't a movie or a, or a television show. It's uh, the, the, one of the first comic books I purchased was the mm. OG uh, version of the Ninja Turtles where it was the Eastman Lillard uh, variation of them where they were just black and white comic book. Yep. And yeah. it was just gritty. Yes, excellent, wonderful turtle stuff. Yeah, that that's that I've owned, I've read, loved it, wonderful. Uh, that's all I know about turtles. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good, really good place to start. Uh, fair call. Look, I, I think at third spot, I, look, I I can't put Fred Wolf in there, guys. I, this I, is, by the way, a timed segment, so let's keep. Okay, no, no, I'll, keep, I'll, 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 be, I'll be a minute on this. <laughs> Fred Wolf doesn't make my cut. I like watching the first five episodes, yeah. but it, it can be a tough watch as an yep. adult, I find. 100%. So I, I love the memories of that, and I'll kind of park that. Third place for me is the 2012 Nickelodeon show. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very well-written, nicely, I know, I know Ben can't get past the animation, but I think it's a really well-done oh, show, yeah. and it's really, really uh, deep. Two for me is the 2003 cartoon. Mm. I loved it at the time and it still holds up. I go back and get out my DVDs and watch that from time to time. Nice. So that's great. One, I can't go past the 1990 movie. I love that. I saw it at the cinema. It is hits me in the feels every time and mm. I can I can watch that. I can I can put it on and just watch that whenever I need to. Yep. So I can't go past that for one. Yep. That's very, very fair. Um, it's not a TV or a movie, but I want to give a shout out to the IDW current yeah. run of comics. I think, you know, whenever the next next reboot of Turtles comes around and they're looking for ideas, just make that into yeah. a show, make it into a movie. It's it's everything you know about Turtles and everything you need to learn about Turtles. There's new stuff in there. Someone who's a massive fan I read this going, I feel like I've got a whole new appreciation for these characters I thought I knew yep. 100% of. So props to that. Um, coming in third place for me, I actually had the Turtles Forever yeah. sort of TV Good movie call. they did, which it's is great. basically, Turtles Forever was basically, I think it sort of starts with the 2003 animation. It's meant to be an end cap of that show that finished up in about 2006. And then they basically did multiverse before Doctor Strange and Spider-Man made it cool. And next thing you know, they're mixing it up with the dark and gritty black and white turtles. They're mixing it up with the 1987 turtles. And it was turtles forever. Hooray. And there's just, it hits, it pokes fun at the original stuff. It also goes back to the roots where these black and white turtles are literally going, oh, what's with the belt buckles with your sig- yeah. your, your initials it's on pretty, them? It's better, isn't it? It's so way. good. Yeah. And it's just, it. 
I think I love that. Um, I really love. You're making me change my mind here, Trent. Um, that OG movie is amazing for me, and the only reason it comes in second on this list, no way, is because <laughs> is because of Jack. When right. when Jack is old enough to you know sort of understand what turtles are, I'm going to 2012 because yep. I rate and 2003 is a close fourth, I guess now in this list. But that 2012 is an amazing representation. Yep. It's it's got heart. It's got you know there's there's pieces of it that are genuine art. Yep. Um, it's it's got all the all the funny, all the feels. Um, yeah, I love the OG movie, and if I didn't have someone, I was going to try and uh, you know get into um, the franchise. Yeah, I, I don't think for someone for a kid coming up, I don't think they're going to look at that OG movie the same way we do. No, they won't. Um, I think 2012 is that lovely sweet spot where you go. You can be 40 years old, you can be 10 years old. That show is awesome. Yep, brilliantly said. Mm. Alrighty. So, how are you going to feel? As Captain Wow has put it, when you're in your 50s, <laughs> 60s and 70s, will you still be collecting toys? This is uh, a ridiculous question. Now I, this, love yeah. I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. I chat with uh, Captain Wow quite a bit and we often have these sort of very philosophical <laughs> questions, you know, and, and we've had this chat. I've had this chat with him <laughs> and, and I think his answer was like, yeah, I can't see it changing. I'm going to mm-hmm. be, I'm just going to be doing this. But... Look, to be honest, I'll always be collecting in some capacity. Yeah. Like, That's fair. and it might be in a very, very small capacity. It might be, you know, getting into the collection and going, oh, I need that accessory. Let's get on the uh, hologram eBay and <laughs> order that in. <laughs> get, get a drone to deliver it down you to You don't even need to get onto it. You just like, it's in yeah. your brain. You go, beep, boop, yeah, boop, there, I've just ordered it. Yeah, like, just print, prints it in front <laughs> of me. Whatever. printer will print it for yeah, you. That's right. Um... <laughs> Yeah, oh I, I, yeah. I, I'm going to... I often think about my retirement. You know, what will I do in retirement? And toys is a big part of it. Mm. Maybe more so on the curating and display side. Uh, but that will involve, I think, still getting bits and pieces. So, yeah, I can't... I honestly can't see it not being part of my life. Well, it's it's funny looking at this from the other angle. Like, I when I was, you know... 20 odd and getting back into toys after that you know that awkward teenage phase if you'd asked me at that point would you still you still doing this in 20 years i would have said no probably not and yet here i am literally 20 years later and it's probably gotten bigger than ever um i don't i don't see it stopping to your point trent probably not to the volume it is at the moment and you can probably blame this show for a part of that (laughs) That compulsion <laughs> to uh, to need to buy the latest and greatest whatever. Um, not sure I would have bought an attorney if not for the peer pressure in this room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not going to stop. It's just how that you know comes, and who knows? In, in 20 years from now, um, the Aussie dollar could be worse, could be better. Who knows? Lots of different factors right. that, that come into it. Yep. So we'll, well shall see, guys. Where going to be able to sit around for episode 1000 of Toy Power <laughs> and discuss this and reflect upon this very question, I believe. Yeah, it's, a, it's a trajectory, right? <laughs> no, actually, that'll only be about 60, won't it? Yeah. So, okay, episode 500, 1000 and 1500. There oh you go. God. Something to look forward to. <laughs>
will I be trying to collect carded versions of the Ultimate Toho's from Super 7? There yeah. you go. I'll yeah, have vintage. them all loose and now we're chasing them carded. Vintage yeah, Super 7. Yeah. Yeah, vintage. <laughs> My vintage toys that haven't yet arrived or been created yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, TLO, we have seen Jay Harp's cool wrestling videos on the Toy Power Patreon page, but who <laughs> would win a real-life Toy Power Royal Rumble discuss? <laughs> I, uh, I'm not even in the mix for this. I think Ben's going to struggle. Ben is going to struggle. Are Probably we... down to you guys. Guys, let me Wait, tell you is how Davey this is involved in this? I was going to say, Davey's involved. They're, they're, Who else? Be interesting. The, the, I'm going to tell you one small segment of storytelling in the right. Royal Rumble. And that will just so- solve it? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a part of the story. Right. It's, not, it's not the ultimate winner. <laughs> the bell rings. Yep. Trent, Frank and Ben, they remember the comment I put on the Discord <laughs> last week about Ninja Turtles being the whores of the <laughs> toy universe. <laughs> And they're licensing to any property that will say yes. Well, that was on the back of them being mixed with Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters right? Yes. Yep. Struck and a chord. <laughs> that strikes a chord. And you guys, as soon as the bell rings, you just can make a beeline straight to me <laughs> and eliminate oh. me in record time for the Royal Rumble. Clothesline to the hip. So. Yeah, stone cold, rock bottom, Undertaker's last ride, out and over. See you tomorrow. <laughs> right. So, hey, we, we, okay, so Scotty's so out it's, first. It's, it's, I'm it's gone. team up. All right. It is, yep. The three of you take me out straight <laughs> away. <laughs> I'm happy with that. I'm I'm just jumping out of the ring. I don't I don't, I don't want any physical damage. Fresh and even worse, well, if it was Dirty Uncle Mitch as Titanic will be in this match <laughs> well, as well. I think, yeah, I think that solves it. D- yeah. Dirty Uncle, I mean, if you've seen him in person, the man is a unit. He like is he's a big boy. He's, he's, he? uh, he's built, yeah. He's built. He's tall and he's he's solid. So yep. and he has wrestling experience. He has he wrestling does, experience. Yes, I yes. reckon he could pick me up, or certainly I, he could probably twirl me, yeah. like do that twirling <laughs> thing, twirl yeah, over the head. Yep. And then, but he's too he's too nice to do that. But um, he could. He could probably we, just kill. You know what? We each need to come up with like a special like Mortal Kombat-esque move. Like, you know, yours is, you know, the, the, there's a classic Sub-Zero move where he freezes the ground and the person slips over. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah, banana peels. What, not Lego peels. Lego, yeah. Lego peels. Right. Like, oh, I can't get near Trent. He's <laughs> yeah. surrounded by this impenetrable ring of Lego. Maybe this is skill. So. <laughs> I reckon we, yeah, we give that one to Dirty Uncle Mitch. I reckon he'll take yep. take that out. Agreed. Maybe Maybe uh, followed by Davey. <laughs> uh, second question Fugitoid We have seen The promos Of the new Lego Grandmaster series And we saw your new partner Is That's a great question My question is If you could take Another member of Toy Power To be your partner On Lego Masters Who would you take <laughs> And why What do they bring To the team That others don't He's always staring Isn't yeah, he Tilo yeah. He wants to set us Against each other Literally um, <laughs> I did think about this uh, During the week And I think Sort of where I came to was th- there's really nothing separating you guys mm. uh, in terms of who I, I think. I think each of you would do very. You'd, you'd be fine on the show. I think you'd you'd do well. Ben is particular. Ben, ben works in retail, mm. right? Now we when we were doing a lot of sorting for Darren's collection, we I think between us three we we sort of would fluff around a fair bit. Like mm. uh, Frank, Frank, you know, you, you everyone I think brings their own skills. But Ben would just kind of come in Look with at the his sweat on those brows. Hey, no, no, no. <laughs> ben would just sort of like come in and he go, right, guys, come he, on, you he know, was a machine. He, yeah, yeah. He, he went into Ben managerial mode, yes. coordinated, and he knew, like, you know, I've never seen someone pack, pick up a box. He just does stuff. Yep. 
things happen. Whereas I'm kind of, I'm the opposite. I'm sort of just door. I'm oh, floating look at, around. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. Uh, oh, it's got a you know good bubble and mm-hmm. and Ben's mm-hmm. like, right, you know, Gabby, what are you doing <laughs> over there? Get here and put this in this box. <laughs> so he made, kind of made it happen. So that, yeah. I think that's that's a good skill. He's the general, Scotty. You've got Lego experience. I know you've got a number of sets that you've built. So I know you've got that fundamental skill, which is obviously important on the show. So that would be um, a good one. And and you know you work solving a lot of problems. <laughs> IT is all about someone comes in with a problem, yeah. And you gotta you gotta iterate. You gotta mm. make. You gotta fix it, right? Yeah, yeah. So that again, that's another good skill. So like everyone would, I think you guys would all be good partners um, to have on the show. I think we have a full team up, and we come in as a as toy power, all four. <laughs> Just rotate it through. Each uh, we time. just all uh, we just double, we just double, <laughs> the double toy. the power of everyone else. The well, Lego Masters Toy Power Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? This is uh, no, no, no. I, I don't know if I can reveal this, but for the audition, right? Mm-hmm. You could go to that audition as a pair or as a single. Yep. Now, I went as a single. I couldn't. I reached out to Nick Greenslade. He mm. didn't want to do it. And I reached out to another friend who was already doing the audition. So mm. I just like, I'm just going to do this on my own and yeah. they'll let them pair me up. But I was building, and I don't know how important it was, but mm. I was building against pairs mm. in the audition. It was one of me and two of them. And we were comparing at the end what everyone had built. Mm. So why not have four of us go on the show? We'll all go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We just have to everything we build because there's four of us needs to be twice as big as everyone right. else's. Sure. Just to balance it out. Yeah. And in fairness, building something enormous is Trent's forte. <laughs> well, is it Trent's forte or Kale's yeah. forte? Both. Yeah. Well, we did build the big pirate. We've got ship. the big pirate. Yeah, ship. yeah that's true. Ship, so. We would have completed that. <laughs> yeah. In the time frame. Yeah, yeah. Well, because we had Scotty, the project manager, here, just <laughs> keeping us. We need more brick stack. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> stack faster, slackers. <laughs> uh, okay. We how are we going for time? I think we got time for Hav's question. Yeah, we got time for one more. One more. Okay. Here we go. Uh, what is your biggest toy regret? Something you had got rid of, something you didn't buy, something you did buy, but it was shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> geez. I try not to think too hard on this yeah. regret one because there's actually, it was, it was Does 10. Does 10 posted a story on the Discord mm. showing, he basically said, I bought Shogun Show 8 from the Ninja Turtles line, mint on card off the pegs, which is a very rare figure. It's a very mm-hmm. rare and a very expensive figure, but he passed up. Scratch to yep. get that. Now, I think there's no regrets on that part because mm-hmm. he put back what he thought was a, a regular boring character that he could get some other time, basically picked a big salamander, lizard, yeah, tyrannosaurus chrome, type thing with yeah. chrome. Like, so good choice. Well done. You still picked a rare one. So I don't know if that triggers a regret. Mm. Maybe, you know, he would have loved to have picked up both of those. Yep. Um, one of, I mean... With the with the benefit of hindsight, you know you know what these things become, and therefore, when things that you're holding for ninety nine cents mm. in your hand that are power of the force with the coin <laughs> figures, and they're clearanced, and now they're worth hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars carded, that's painful. Like you know, that that's a that's a hard mm, thing, mm. but um. One one of the biggest regrets I have, just 
early years of eBay, mm. I'd ordered a blank figure. I've told this story yes. as part of a lot. And at the last minute, I remember debating this. Do I do because the photo was grainy, and I was sure it was the blank, and I should have just left it. Mm. But I asked the guy, "Is that the blank? Can you confirm?" Mm. And he said yes. And then he tried to change the the listing. Say, "Hey, everyone, I got a rare blank, yeah, and it was too late. Right. I got it for a bargain, and he just never sent it." And I was sitting there. I didn't know how eBay worked. I didn't know how the claims process worked. And I was just sitting there waiting month after month going, come on, it's still coming. It's just slow yeah. shipping. And it, and I just regret, one, bringing it to his attention because I think if I hadn't, he would have just sent it una, unaware yep. and I would have got it. But two, just not following it up. Mm. That's, you know, I would have got my money back, which I can't remember. It would have been something like 60, 80 bucks yep. for a lot of figures. But for me at the time, it was a lot of money. So anyway, that just... That just annoys me because it really was a fraud. Like mm. he took my money, never yep. sent the product and and try, obviously tried to resell yeah. it or do whatever with it. So that's probably the one that, you know, sticks in my head. Mm. Yeah, along those lines, and I think I've told this story before, the, the giant Bebop and Rocksteady that someone put up on Marketplace or not even eBay, yep. 300 bucks for the pair with their weapons. I'm like, that's an insane deal. Done. I'll just, and that, there was initial communication backwards and forwards yep 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 shipping from tasmania i think it was um and then i was and i just sort of held off the money just for a second i was just like oh just you know are you okay to send them can i send the money now and then i never got a response and was ghosted at that point and i suspect very similar to your story they suddenly realized what they've got and you know you could get you could ask 400 dollars per figure yeah as opposed to 300 for the pair um, the second part of this question, uh, something you got rid of, um, probably my centurions um, that I had, particularly now that you know you've yep. got ramen toys doing their new stuff, and then seeing some of as it Tilo who's got the big centurions collection. I was like, they're just such cool in in a in a room that is largely, with a few exceptions, you know, six inch sort of sized figures. The centurions were just that. Yeah, seven, yeah. eight inch. Yeah, yeah, they're just these big, chunky, bright, colourful figures, and and you know to to go. Uh, what I had was essentially um, the main cast uh, with their suits complete, and the, the the bad guys. I think I didn't have the whatever the land one was with the the sort of spinning chest in the middle, but I had one of the seeker drones. I had a, I had a really good, you know place to start if i wanted to go down that yeah. rabbit hole and get yeah. all the rest of it um so i sort of go and now the thought of trying to start that collection again i was like no kind of wish i hadn't sold them but it is what it is i just want a get this right max rockwell max rockwell sam rockwell sam rockwell max ray max ray the, the, um, oh, i always call him sam rockwell who's the actor that's Sam Rockwell. Jake, Ro- Jake Rockwell. Jake, oh, it's Jake oh, Rockwell. Right. I always yes. call him Sam yeah. Rockwell. That's, that's I've gone Matt. I guess we've all stuffed it up. Jake Rockwell. I just yeah. want another Jake Rockwell or or two so I can put some of my additional arms Yeah, the on other him. suits. Yeah, and yeah. and they're cool. just like 100 bucks. For just 100 bucks just figure. for a basic. Basic, not even all the parts. Oh, just wow. a base kind of like a... For some reason, he seems to just be harder to get. That yeah, okay. The, the blue one... Ace McLeod. Ace McLeod seems yep. pretty common. But yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, the regrets, eh? There you mm. go. Speaking of regrets, what is my biggest toy regret? Well, it could have been purchasing Frank's old Snake Mountain from... What? 
it? A toy fair a few years ago because God only knows how much money that's cost me. <laughs> that $40 toy. Yeah, what a bargain this is. <laughs> Little um, did uh, future Scott know he was going to be shelling out uh, things like Eternia. <laughs> but at the same time, it could very well be the best purchase I ever made. No, no regrets whatsoever because of you know, where it led, of course. Um, nice. Do I regret having sold something? It took me a little bit to think about it because I haven't collected for you know, sort of actively for, for a while now, but... A couple of years ago, I picked up the first two waves of the retro-carded Star Wars figures done in the Kenner style, mm. reissues. Um, I, I sold them. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, there's at least 10 figures there that I could have decarded and put into my collection to mm-hmm. flesh that out a little bit more. So now they go for virtually the same price as the vintage figures mm. to, to try and chase them down and, and, and put them into the collection. So that would be my one regret. Yeah, that right. I, I had them in hand. They cost me $15 each and they would have filled holes in the collection rather easily. Mm. Yeah. Well, they are doing a Return of the Jedi series. Excellent. So, <laughs> I look forward to getting six the bi- different I, Ewoks. Yeah. Well, there's no Ewoks yet, but the Biker Scout is on offer. I think they're doing, from memory, the the, the kind of Jabba's Palace Lando, Jedi mm-hmm. Luke. Excellent. They're doing a Biker Scout, which is yep. great because I want to get a minty white Biker Scout. They're doing an Emperor. Yep. Princess Leia as Boosh. Bosh, yes. And one other, which I am can't think Give of. Give us the last 17. No. Do another wave of just last seventeen. I know, yeah, last yeah, they'd yeah. go, wouldn't they? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, that is going to be it. We've got a few more questions we can round out for the next time. I was having a chat on Instagram uh, with a listener of Toy Power. Oh, yeah. He said, "Well, I'm not going to name him because he wanted to remain anonymous." Okay. But it was an interesting conversation. I, th- I believe he's a, a Kmart employee, mm-hmm. and he was trying to influence some of the purchasing that Kmart could make. Right. And we have a bit of a discussion about sort of what, where, you know, I was sort of saying, for me, Kmart was my store growing up. Mm. And and now it's probably in terms of what it stocks from toys. It's, it's not as robust as obviously what it used to be. And that's in part what's available on the market. Mm. And, and probably similarly to Ben with Cheapest Chips, they are targeting a lower price point. Mm. But it would be interesting to see if potentially... You know, there could be some influence about the sorts of things that are that are bought or collectible. Mm. And I'd say keep an eye on when when Ninja Turtles the movie hits. I reckon that's going to be in a store like a Kmart. I think that's the bread and butter yeah. for a Kmart. A nice fifteen dollar figure that has a good solid movie tie in mm-hmm. that yep. will be cheap but also move. Kind of have the the backing to move it on. So anyway, I thought I'd just. Shout out to that conversation. Ooh, look at you, and, Hollywood. Um, yeah. Bloody getting all your fingers into all the various pies. Well, that's it. Can't <laughs> have enough pies on the go. Hey, th- <laughs> thank you to everyone for those questions. They were great. And there's more to get through maybe in the next couple of weeks. Frank, we're going to have to develop some Patreon question theme music yes, or something. some little stinger. We've got all the buttons here on our lovely new kit. Hey, we, can can, you, we can work something can out. Can you change my voice? For the outro, um, ooh, what is? Ooh. Can you do a like a robot voice? We're talking about the uh, standby. All right, let's see what we get. 
with the new fangled well, equipment. Oh, all right. Oh, that's so that's changed that's, my voice. Wow. But hang on. Okay. You are. You can do the outro. Oh, here we go. And with this. <laughs> I was going to say with this. Very. Hello. Um, welcome. Well, it's <laughs> just weird <laughs> listening back to that uh, in your earpiece. Hey, th- thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode <laughs> of Talk Hour. <laughs> and for all your chatter on the Discord, we hope you stay well, stay safe. And we will see you around the toy aisles. <laughs> and until next time, good journey! You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast, at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram, or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome.